We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's Friday, December 8th, 2023. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard! Uh, I will apologize to everybody in advance. I'm recovering from being sick. I will try not to cough in everybody's ears who is listening to this podcast, Uh, but that's why I sound like I have tissue paper stuck up my nose. Uh, last night, the Lakers beat the Pelicans 133-89 to in Las Vegas during the late in-season tournament game. Lakers took off in the second quarter. They never looked back. I mean, it was basically a home game for the Lakers. Yeah, uh, we, can, we can, we can kind of talk about some of the dynamics of this when we talk about the next game, uh, which I'm not looking forward to. But New Orleans struggled 36% from the field. Um, Trey Murphy, who came off the bench, was the team's highest scorer with 14 points uh lebron went for 30 um very three charges very yeah efficient 30 30, took three charges lakers shoot 55 percent. it was it was just a route like they they just dominated um i i mean ken did you have any takeaways from this game other than just like maybe it's a bad game for the pelicans you know zion a reporter asked zion what he was going to do with the five hundred thousand dollars if he won and he just laughed um so maybe Eat. they partied a partied a little a early in las vegas More before food. They, yeah <laughs> um i love what austin reeves said after the game he he mentioned those three charges that lebron said look when your best players all in taking charges one of those charges was from the rotund uh williamson uh uh he's like we were so excited. I mean, you know, and uh, James has given up his body at age 38. And it, he hit like three threes in a row in that second quarter. Mm-hmm. They were deep. They were like logo threes. And you're like, oh, my goodness. Nine of 12 from the field. He hit all four of his threes. You know, what's great for the Lakers, too, is they basically got to take the second half off for the most part. So AD and LeBron should have plenty in the tank for uh, Saturday's game. Yeah, uh, Shannon, we saw, like I mentioned, Trey Murphy was the team's highest scorer uh, for the Pelicans. He's still coming off the bench, though. Any concerns about that? Or do you think like he, there's still a good chance he ends up playing 30 minutes a game off the bench? Maybe they put up in the starting lineup at some point. You know, Herb Jones is still in there right now. Yeah, I mean, that, that 43 to 17 third quarter by the Lakers basically makes last night's game, you know, obsolete. There's no reason to really there's no big takeaways from last night's game. As soon as it turned into a blowout, you know, nothing really matters what happened with the Pelicans from there. So the 22 minutes that Murphy saw last night, I'm not worried about. Like you said, he was still the leading scorer, 14 points in those 22 minutes. Anytime he was on the floor, he was very aggressive on the offensive end. Um, You know, he's played 22, 30, and 22 minutes in the three games since he's returned from injury. Uh, having some rust kind of being eased back into the rotation shouldn't be a big surprise, but the fact that he already hit 30 minutes, um, basically alleviates any concerns I would have. Will he be in the starting lineup? I think that's a bigger question mark. I don't Herbert Herbert Jones has been playing so well for the Pelicans that I think they're going to stick with him for at least a little while. I mean, they're 12 and 11. They had some success in the in-season tournament. Um, 
but if maybe if the overall team play falls off, they'll, they'll insert Murphy into the starting lineup. But right now, I fully expect Murphy, at least in the short term, to continue to be deployed kind of as a scoring threat off the bench. Um, I have no concerns about him from a fantasy perspective. I, I was very high on him before he suffered his injury during the during training camp. Uh, and, and I expect him to be a monster, especially for rotisserie leagues, top 100 player, um, great percentages, three pointers, some defensive stats. I, I love Trey Murphy for fantasy this year. I mean, if he's getting 30 minutes a game, you almost prefer he comes off the bench because if he's going to be mixed in with backups, he's going to be a higher priority, higher usage rate when he's on the floor than trying to get the ball from McCollum or Zion or Ingram. Absolutely. You want, you want to talk about the early game, Ken? Yes, I'm sorry, Alex, but the Indiana Pacers beat Alex's Milwaukee Bucks 128-119 in Vegas. 37-point fourth quarter really won it for the Pacers. Halliburton was fantastic again. 27 points on 11 of 19 shooting. 15 dimes, 7 rebounds. Uh, Interesting. The Indiana bench outscored Milwaukee's bench 43 to 13. Uh, Halliburton hit a, a, a late uh, fourth quarter um, three pointer dagger, really, to win it for the Pacers. And he flashed the Dame Time watch pose. That was delicious. I enjoyed that. Um, Alex, though, you added a note about Bucks veteran challenges coaches and teammates what was this all about yeah bobby portis uh in the locker room this is i think from chris haynes of bleacher report uh bobby portis was in the locker room challenging adrian griffin challenging his teammates um i think about effort uh etc obviously a long time coming uh to (laughs) to be honest um i look this game first of all i just want to say tyrese halliburton is insane Uh, he's so good. I mean, we all we all knew this. We play fantasy for a long time, but my God. I mean, he goes for 26 and 13, a triple-double against Boston, the best defensive mm-hmm. backcourt in the league with zero turnovers, then goes for another zero turnover game against the Bucs with 27 and 15. He has four games this year of zero turnovers, all of them at least 13 assists. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's ridiculous. And yeah, um, yeah, the the Bucks they went to a zone, um, and it was horrible. I mean, I really don't know what they were doing out there. It was like a zone in the third quarter. They're giving up wide open, you know, free throw line jumpers to Bruce Brown in the middle of the lane. There's dunker spot guys. Guys are hitting threes. Um, it was just, you know, the, the Bucks had a decent quarter, but uh, a decent couple. Like, the middle of the game for the Bucks was okay. Like, second into yeah. third quarter was fine, but they got crushed in the fourth. It was horrible. The Pacers make Boston and Milwaukee. They look, they look old. <laughs> you know, they just yeah. can't keep up with that four quarter run and gun pace. Yeah, it was, uh, it was awful. Um, let's see. I I don't know if there were any. You know, right, it looks, looks like awesome. it. Now I don't. Oh, I'm. You froze for a second oh. there, Al. There we go. Oh, I think you're back. I think you're I'm back. back. Sorry, guys. Um, I was saying former former Celtic Aaron Neesmith looked amazing. I don't think he's that good for fantasy, but as a real life player, he is a monster great hustle defender. guy. He has yeah. learned from uh, the experience in Boston that uh, when his shots not on, he's got to hustle on defense, and he just keeps hustling and hustling, hustling, and they love him for it. They keep throwing him minutes, playing him at power forward, even though he's six six, maybe you know. Uh, they do love the hustle minutes from Neesmith, but you're right. Fantasy-wise, it doesn't help as much, but uh, I, so much energy. Yeah, with Neesmith, I mean, he he had a spot start. It wasn't even a spot start. He took over the spart- starting power forward gig from Toppin for one game, but then he but then Neesmith got injured and missed the next game, and Toppin had a nice little run and basically reclaimed that starting role. Um, Neesmith has still been the guy closing games. At, uh, he's been in the closing lineup for the Pacers most nights. Um yeah, just great hustle, great effort. I, I do think in deeper leagues, uh, he is a fantasy option. Toppin has been hot from the field. His rebounding's terrible for a guy 6'9", but he has been hot shooting 6 of 8 and was, again, 6 of 8 uh, in the Bucks win. 
He's on a bit of a tear. We'll see if he keeps that going. But so, Alex, tell us about Saturday. Well, Saturday, the in-season tournament championship, final title game. I don't know what you call it. Uh, Pacers <laughs> versus Lakers. Uh, that's tomorrow. The game does not count for fantasy or regular season totals. Uh, winner gets $500,000 for each player and maybe each coach. Can't quite remember. So we have to ask, Shannon, who do you have for this game? Oof, tough. I, I am going to take the Pacers. Uh, Whoa. I, I believe in Halliburton. I mean, LeBron, AD, the Lakers are playing really well. Um, and it certainly looks like, you know, LeBron has stated that he wants this. Um, you know, on he wants to have the in-season, in-season tournament, um, be the first one of the, you know, the first champion, uh, in-season tournament champion. So LeBron's definitely motivated and he's playing super well, but I, I believe in the Halliburton magic, and I think this is just part of his full breakout. You know, I, I'm with Shannon. I'm taking the Pacers, too. I just don't think those Laker guards can keep up uh, the pace with the Pacers and Halliburton. I see Buddy Heald getting some open threes. Uh, I just don't see uh, D'Angelo Russell or Reeves. Uh, I think they ought to give a lot of minutes to Cam Reddish. He's the only one I think that might be able to keep this pace going, but I just think they're going to run LeBron and AD off the floor. I'm going to take the Lakers uh, kind of regrettably because I do love what the Pacers are doing. Um, but it's a home game for them. I mean, like it's, it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, I well, I so as as a quick aside, I think having the Lakers in the finals, uh, you know, Nick Friedel tweeted that it would be such a big the that the league needs the Lakers or the Knicks or these big markets in the finals. I think specifically having the Lakers in the finals for this game is massive for the optics for the NBA because if you were paying attention on Twitter and even watching that Bucks Pacers game um, last night, the crowd was like non-existent like it was horrible i mean it was people were taking pictures who were in the crowd it was like 50 percent full you know they dim the lights around you can't tell nobody's there they're blaring music <laughs> so the atmosphere seems better i mean it was a terrible atmosphere for the first game seriously but well, so then short, the lakers game short drive from la it makes sense right, right. i mean all the fans are there we knew it'd be kind of home game i remember in the betting picks article yesterday I pointed out, hey, the Lakers have like, they give up like eight fewer points on defense per game when they play at home versus the road. And yeah, as you said, that sounded like and looked like a home Laker crowd, which just geography wise makes a lot of sense. Well, I don't, I don't think the NBA is going to go with a Thursday, 2 p.m. Pacific tip off yeah, for the, cool. for the in-season semis next year. Um, yeah, that certainly didn't help. And, and it made me realize too, I, I know. Uh, I have to look up the data on this, but I have some experience with those those unexpected or the you know day games in the NBA are pretty rare. You have you might have some on Saturdays and Sundays, but but players are going to be accustomed to that. But having them during the week is super rare, right? You have like MLK Day, and that's about it. Maybe some other holidays where they would do it, but it doesn't happen very often. And I know I've been in Vegas for multiple M- MLK days. It's actually one of my favorite days of the year because you have NBA from like 9 a.m. All the all the way through the end of the night, and those early games they often fall that they hit the under on yeah. a very regular basis. And the Pacers Bucks game is a prime example. I mean, that game had a ridiculous. Uh, the line was ridiculous. I think two fifty something, two two fifty seven. It was the highest in thirty seven years. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And as soon as it started, you know, it started off pretty slow in the first quarter. I was like, dang, I should have, I should have actually thought about that early tip-off time and just how players aren't accustomed to doing that and it probably you know they probably will take a little while to get into their groove well there was some news outside of the in-season tournament that broke yesterday not great for shannon's pistons jalen duran is now out two weeks with more ankle issues you know because the pistons need more bad news now Duran missed seven games in november due to uh, similar ankle issues Shannon, is the opportunity for Beef Stew, Bagley, or Wiseman? Well, one thing I'm certainly not going to do is try to pretend like I can predict what Monty Williams will do with his starting rotation, um, his rotation as a whole. Um, you know, during his missed games in the past, we had we had Bagley get those starts. Um, 
I think that's the most likely scenario is Bagley gets plugged in the starting lineup. A beef stew. Yeah. I, I know a lot of Pistons fans are calling for beef stew to get moved up to the five reinsert uh, Asar Thompson into the starting lineup alongside Bogdanovich Cade and then Hayes or Ivy. Um, beef stew just doesn't have the size to be, a, to be a center. Uh, I, I think the rebounding is going to suffer significantly. Uh, he's six, eight. He has no vertical. Um, Marvin Bagley's a mess on defense, uh, but he has, he has more size and he can actually jump off the floor. So Marvin Bagley or Wiseman, um, I would say are more likely to get spot starts uh, in place of Jalen Duran. Um, but Hopefully, you know, Monty could surprise and go with Beef Stew. It does definitely prolong Beef Stew's viability as a fantasy option. I think we, we will eventually get to a point, maybe it's not until January, where, you know, it's going to definitely not going to be until after Duran returns. Um, but Beef Stew will become obsolete at some point this season. This just gives him an extra few weeks where he will be able to contribute if you're in 12 team or deeper leagues. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You know, I was I was surprised when I went to, you know, we put together our waiver wire picks and I went to see Beef Stew's roster percentage. It's at 56 I was like, that is shocking. I was gonna, I was gonna make him one of my pickups, and I was like, can't do it. Too many people have him already. 
Uh, but we'll I, we'll talk about that situation it, it more. Starts a power four, but now that's now Bogdanovich's back. So that uh, he's on, as Shannon says, he's kind of on the clock here. We'll see uh, how much he's got left. Um, all right, gentlemen. Oh, well, I also want to uh, happy birthday shout out today to Boston Celtic and Wisconsinite Slam Hauser. Happy birthday, Slam. Um, yes, yeah. the Celtics are trying to. We know Slam. we know you're listening. <laughs> <Happy> birthday. <laughs> Uh, Alex, tell us about our good friends at Underdog. Underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick'em contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with the promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit UnderdogFantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA. To claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. That's code RWNBA. All right, guys, let's go to our live fan feedback. Have some excellent questions in the feed. Uh, I'm going to start with this one John Collins for Cameron Johnson trade. Any thoughts on that, fellas? Um,. Because that's like an interesting, like deeper league, like bench guy for bench guy trade. Uh, look, Collins has been pretty good lately. Um, you know, especially with like marketing out, Kessler's coming off the bench, stuff like that. He's still like not, he's still barely inside uh, the top 100, I believe. His numbers um, haven't really blossomed with marketing out, like you'd kind of hope. Yeah, he's he's a little more involved, but he's still like outside the top 100. Um, I would rather have Cam Johnson to to kind of put a bow on it. He's just proven to have higher higher upside at this point. And Johnson or Collins, I should say, Collins is ha- is having his opportunity, and he's not taking advantage of it. So I think it's I think it's just over, right? Like it, the 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 hope of John Collins being like a top 50 player again, just gone, gone. All right, let's. And this one, let's start with Same. Shannon on this one. Oh, I'm going to go with Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson as well, especially if you Me need too. more three pointers. You know, he's the obvious choice there. Um, I, I still worry. Still upside and hasn't been healthy this season yet. I don't think we've seen the best of Cam Johnson this year. Yep, and and he is. You know, he's starting uh, for the Nets even after Cam Thomas returned from injury. Cam Johnson stayed in the starting lineup. So it is Cam Johnson. You know, there John Collins is at risk of once Kessler gets healthy, once Olenek gets healthy, uh, and Markinen that he could lose minutes, if not a starting spot, uh, somewhere down the line. Cause he's the one different. He's he he's the thing that's different from the team last year. They had early season success last year. They have John Collins locked in the starting lineup this season and they're not nearly as effective so i could see him getting moved out of the rotation at some point as well the starting rotation all right shannon you start you take this one uh zach traded cj mccullum for drew holiday would like to get your thoughts i like it i I think it's solid it's pretty uh pretty even trade um you know essentially if you have bigger needs in one area you want more steals you'd go with holiday um, Holiday typically will have better percentages as well. Um, CJ might offer more upside on the three pointers, but things like assist are typically pretty pretty even. I, I think Holiday might be might be a little bit higher on assists this year than he usually is, though. Um, but it, it's a fairly even trade, and I don't think there's like one huge winner one way or the other. Um, I think I would side with CJ. But but again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hammer either side as a true winner. I might lean the other way, one biased to Celtics, but also a little worried about CJ's lung issue and whether that's cleared sure. up or not. And so I could, you know, you're not gonna deal him if he's uh, out another week or two because of that. All right, one last one. This one uh, back to you, Alex. Another holiday, but not nearly as high ranked. Nikhil Alexander Walker or Aaron Holiday? Are you are you in a 20-team league, sir? <laughs> um these are our people, Alex. Please. No, I know. Look, I know. Um Holiday, yeah, Holiday had he popped off for like 22 points the other day, kind of randomly. Um I you know, I wouldn't say I'm like worried 
in a massive way about his minutes with Amen Thompson coming back. But I would say that gives me some concern. Of course, on the other hand, with Alexander Walker, you have Jagan McDaniels who's going to come back. I mean, honestly, I wish I could tell you neither. Like, <laughs> is this a trade? Is this like a waiver wire situation? I might. Oh, man. I mean, I think Aaron Jordan, Holiday. How about, just, how about just the next week or two? <clears throat> well, Shannon, do you have a strong opinion on this? I'll I'll pivot to you because, yeah. <laughs> Yes, the, the answer is no. Uh, you know, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is the answer. That's who I prefer. Uh, neither one of them has great upside, as been established by their play this season and past years. But Alexander-Walker, you know, if for some reason we get an absence from Ed- an extended absence from Edwards, Alexander-Walker will be asked to take on a heavier load. That's why he had that one big 53 point fantasy game. I think it might've been the game that, that, uh, that ant was injured in. Um, so. so I'm, I'm going with Alexander Walker. I, I agree. Amen. When, when amen Thompson returns and we're going to talk a little bit more about amen Thompson later, when he returns holiday is out of the rotation. He is like five minutes per game. Max there. He, He's just not that guy. Even in spot starts, he he's well below a fantasy point per minute in spot starts for his career. You know, you're basically you're looking at one big performance. He's had two 30 point fantasy point performances this year, and the most recent one came on December 6th. So that's why he's being brought up. But I would not overreact to that performance. Um, I expect him to be out of the lineup very out of the rotation very soon because Thompson probably returning within the next few days. All right, excellent advice, gentlemen. Alex, take us now to the waiver wire. It's waiver wire time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you are new to the segment, this is how we do it. We each have three suggestions. Two of those are quote-unquote regular picks rostered in 50% or fewer of typically Yahoo leagues. One long shot pick typically rostered in 25% or fewer Yahoo leagues. This week, uh, upcoming week, I should say, this upcoming week, All but six teams play four times. Those six teams have three games. So after a short week this week with the in-season tournament, the NBA is making it up next week uh, by uh, destroying everybody's knees, ankles, (laughs) hips, et cetera. It's worth it for the ratings, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Alex, Um, who is your number one pick here? My number one pick is Shannon's Killian Hayes. 28% 28% roster, Detroit Pistons. Look, I we, you know, Nick and I did uh, our Monday podcast, and um, we got so many questions about the Pistons. They are the number one team garnering the most questions from fans at this point. Do I drop Asar Thompson? Do I drop Beef Stew? What's going on with Durin? What's going on with Jay and Ivy? Look, nobody knows. Uh, nobody knows what's going Monty on. Monty doesn't know. Monty doesn't know what's going on. He <laughs> spins a wheel every morning to determine his starting lineup. But Killian Hayes has started the past three games. He started much of the season before that. He's averaging 16-4-4 four, and four during this stretch. He's 28% rostered, so he's available in most leagues. I think he's just worth picking up um, just to see if it continues. Like He is worth having on a 12-team roster. If he's playing 30 minutes a game for his assists and steals upside, I'm not going to tell you that he won't start coming off the bench again, that his minutes won't continue to go back and forth, but it's at, at least worth acknowledging that he is starting now. Um, and but his, shooting, his shooting has gone from horrendous to just poor. That's great for, for Killian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was, you know, uh, high 30s. Now he's at almost 43% field goal percentage, which is a huge upgrade. Uh, Ken, who is your first suggestion? Well, first, let me say, fans, if you like our videos, please hit like and subscribe below. Uh, I have two names that, that we mentioned last week, and I'm going to repeat in my first two picks this week. The first one is center Derek Lively of the Dallas Mavericks. He's rostered in 55% of teams on Yahoo. Some cheating a little, but only 16% on ESPN. ESPN, get with it. The rookie is the starting center for Dallas. I can't stress that enough. He is their starting center. The Mavericks, like most teams, have four games um, next week. 
And in Lively's four games, since returning from a minor back issue, he's averaging 10.5 points, 7.5 rebounds, and here's the huge one, 3.3 blocks a game while shooting 83% from the field. Dunks from Luka tend to juice your field goal percentage. Uh, look, there's an old team that needs some young legs, and Lively has that. Plus, finally, finally giving the Mavs some rim protection. He's uh, he's going to be annoying if, you, if you're in a daily lineup league or you're playing DFS because his performances are up and down. Yeah. But over, over the long term, over a period of a whole week, two weeks, a month, whatever, it all evens out. Uh, he's gotten better pretty much every single game, it seems like. He's, he's improving. Uh, Shannon, who is your first suggestion? All right, I'm going to go with a guy that has been around for a while, Derek Jones. Uh, you know, he, he's he's bounced around between Phoenix, Miami, Portland, Chicago. He's in Dallas this year. Oddly, he's only 26. I, I swore he was older than that. But he's putting together a career year. Um, he's basically been locked into the, the Mavericks starting lineup, uh, starting all but one game this season. Uh, and he's picked up his production of late over the past three games or four games, three of which were starts. He is averaging 16.8 points, 4.5 rebounds, one steal, and 3.3 three pointers. He's shooting 56% from the floor and 80% from the line over that four game stretch. The Mavericks are going to have to find players that work well alongside Luka and Kyrie. Josh Green's out right now. Grant Williams out. So Derek Jones is benefit, benefiting some from that. Um, but he gives them a defensive presence on the wing. He can hit three-pointers. You know, I, I don't think the value is going to be sustained for a, a long stretch. But for as long as he's playing this way and playing 30 minutes or more per game, uh, I think he's worth a look in definitely 14-teamers um, and possibly 12-teamers if it's a deep, deep enough roster. Always good at blocks for a wing. And Josh Green's out probably two weeks at least. So there's a big opportunity. Yeah, only 13% rostered on Yahoo. There we go. Alex, who's your second uh, pick? Uh, Alex Caruso uh, of the Chicago Bulls, who is 39% rostered. Zach Levine's out three to four weeks, uh, which means two things. One, Caruso's going to play more. Two, the Bulls are going to continue winning games. Levine has missed the past three games. Uh, Caruso got hurt in the second game, but in the first and third game, saw 29 minutes and 30 minutes, which is obviously very good. Uh, in just 24 minutes per game this season, Caruso was ranked 91st. So if he's seen closer to 30 minutes per game for a month, uh, you got to add him. Uh, basically, he's a he's mostly a steel specialist. He'll get you some blocks from the guard position. Uh, and some assists as well, but um, he's in a really good spot with with Levine out for potentially up to a month, and maybe having played his last game in a Bulls jersey. Yeah, that's true. He's, he is a top of a lot of trade rumors. I guess they like that con. People like that contract. I think the Bulls dislike it um, and are hoping <laughs> someone else will find it tolerable. Uh, <laughs> Were you talking about Levine or Caruso? Oh, Levine. Levine. Oh, I was talking about Caruso. Sorry. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, Caruso's awesome. They got to showcase him. All right. Uh, Ken, who is your second suggestion? Also a repeat from last week. My apologies. But Sadiq Bey, uh, starting forward for your Atlanta Hawks, he's 52% rostered on Yahoo, 20% on ESPN. He started the last five games for the Hawks, and over those starts, he's averaged 14.5 points, 6.5 boards, 2.6 triples, and 1.2 steals while shooting a red-hot 58% from the field and 90% from the charity stripe. Hey, Jalen Johnson is out till after Christmas. Bay had a big 21.7 rebound game on Wednesday before the in-season stuff. And the Hawks have four games next week. Hey, Bay is a streaky outside shooter, but play him while he's hot. I could confidently say the Pistons would have twice as many wins if Bay was still on their roster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what they get in that Bay trade? I forget uh, what what did only they get? a wise and man. Wise man. <laughs> yeah. Ah uh, yes. Ah uh, yes. Well, uh, Shannon, yeah. Who's your second suggestion here before you go on a Pistons rant? 
Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my recommendations to South Beach and highlight Caleb Martin. You know, the playoff breakout star for the Heat last year, 28-year-old forward. Caleb Martin started his first game for the Heat on December 6th against Toronto. Uh, Had a monster game, 24 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 9 for 16 from the floor, 4 for 7 from downtown, 46 fantasy points. His role has steadily grown since returning to action. You know, he was out the first part of the season with an injury, um, but he's now played 10 straight games. I believe we will see Caleb Martin play about 28, 30 minutes per game for the Heat. He is definitely a hold in 14-team leagues. I think he's a he's a pickup in 12-team leagues. I like Caleb Martin. I like what he can do for, for fantasy rosters. And I'm not a believer in Highsmith. So Haywood Highsmith has been the starting power forward. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat just go with a smaller lineup moving forward. Uh, and I do think there's a chance Caleb Martin could stick in that in that starting spot uh, for an extended stretch here. And short term, they really need Martin scoring in that starting mm-hmm. lineup while Bam's out. Uh, we'll see what Spolster does when Bam comes back. But yeah, they can't afford a Highsmith when they also have, what is it, Orlando Robinson at center. Which they, uh, or Orlando Robinson, I think it's good. We should highlight him. He's not one of our, our top waiver wire picks, but he has been pretty damn good uh, in spot starts for Bam. Over the past two games, 31 minutes, 15 points, eight and a half rebounds, 1.5 steals. If you need a big man, you know, especially in daily leagues, Orlando Robinson is, is worth a look um, to be determined how long Bam's going to be out. But it, it's last week I mentioned Thomas Bryant. It is not Thomas Bryant. It is Orlando Robinson. So that's the guy if you're looking for a big man to pick up. Alex, who's your long shot for this week? Marvin Bagley. You cannot uh, lay off those pistons. I know, gross. <laughs> 9% rostered. I feel like I should like have like a down – uh, Jalen Duran's out two weeks as a starter. Bagley's averaging 13 and six. Uh, you know, like I, we have to see what the Pistons do tonight. I think that's important Friday night, how they approach Duran being out. As we alluded to earlier in the show, Bagley has been starting averages 13 and six with almost two assists like a block. Like that's fine to start, especially on a four game week in a 12 team league. But with Monty Williams, you just never know. Maybe they start Wiseman. Maybe they shift Isaiah Stewart up to the five, bring in a new starting five. So just see what the Pistons do tonight. But tentatively speaking, Marvin Bagley is an ad. I mean, Bagley will have an opportunity. I don't trust Monty to stick with any five during these two weeks. I think he'll be constantly tinkering as they lose more and more. And We'll see. We'll see. I hope you're right about Marvin. Uh, Who's your long shot, Ken? Today, I shifted from my usual long shot to my uh, more natural, boring pick of the week, which we used to also do in prior seasons. I'm going to go DFS. Dorian Finney-Smith is rostered in 25% of leagues. Finney-Smith now qualifies as a forward center on Yahoo. I don't know why, okay, but he does. Brooklyn has four games next week. In DFS's last five games, 12 points, six boards. 2.2 2.2 stocks, which he's always been good at, and 2.6 threes over almost 33 minutes a game. He's also shooting 50% from the field. Frankly, the Nets needs Finney Smith's defense in there. I think he's going to keep getting monster minutes. Just a nice streaming option when the Knicks have uh, the Nets have four games as they do this upcoming week. But it is boring. He lacks upside, uh, but a nice, safe streaming option for you. It, with DFS as well, you know, he, he did move to a reserve role when Cam Thomas returned, but he still played 30 minutes off the bench yeah. um, in the most recent game on December 6th. So I, I like it. I like it, Ken. Um, my long shot of the week, I'm going with, <clears throat> I'm going with Amen Thompson. You know, I've been really thinking about it, praying, and that's Ooh. the answer. Wow. He, He's been out, right? He's been out since early November with an ankle injury, but he is now healthy and he is on assignment with the Rio Grande Valley Vipers in the G League. And he made his G League debut earlier this week and had an absolutely monster game. 29 points, 16 rebounds, 11 assists, three steals, two blocks. 
in 40 minutes. This guy is bonkers. He's the better of the, you know, coming at least going into the draft, he was considered the better of the Thompson twins. And everyone saw how, how solid Asar was the, the first couple weeks of the season before Monty started tinkering with things in Detroit. Um, Amen Thompson is, is more of a stash though. 10 team, 12 team leagues. It's not even worth it. Your benches aren't deep enough, but if you're in a 14, 16 team league, deeper format where he is available and you have room on your bench to stash someone, he's more of a second half of the season guy. Um, as far as upside goes, I do think he's going to knock a guy like Aaron holiday out of the rotation, uh, for the Rockets and long-term he could even take minutes from guys like Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks had a great start to the season and he's coming off a good game against Oklahoma city, but he has a lot of stinkers in between. And I wouldn't be surprised if this team, depending on where they are in the standings, want to start giving minutes to Thompson. He has the size, even though he was drafted as a point guard played primarily as a point guard last year, you know, he has size where they could plug him in at the two or the three and he can play alongside Jalen green and Fred Van Fleet. This depth for the Rockets is just annoying. It is you know, annoying. like why is 37-year-old Jeff Green on this roster? Tari Eason deserves more minutes. Jason Tate, should, yeah. he, should he play or not? I don't know, but make up your freaking mind. Like Aaron Holland, you know, just uh, what are you doing with Cam Whitmore? You're not gonna develop Whitmore at all with all these old guys. I it just it just know it. Reggie Bullock is on this team. What the hell's going on in Houston? I don't know, but they're nine and nine. <laughs> yeah, uh, nine, so, and nine. We uh, hey, welcome yeah. to the middle. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, it's probably time to go to waiver. Or, uh, yes, yeah, Alex, take us to the Friday DFS picks advice from you and Shannon. Uh, every team in the league plays today, except the Pacers. And the Lakers. Uh, so get ready for a huge day of DFS. Highest over under is a modest 241 and a half from uh, the Hawks at the 76ers. Look, we got a bunch of injuries today uh, to prominent players. Durant's out. Trey Young's a game time decision. We got Jalen Duran. we talked about. Porzingis is probably going to come back. Daniel Gafford is questionable. Um Evan Mobley's questionable. Bam's out. Levine's out. Markinen's still out. So just check it. You know, check the lineups. Check the Rotowire injury page. Um, all check that the lineup stuff. optimizer. Check the optimizer. Absolutely. Uh, when you, but Shannon, when you look at today's slate, is there one specific place uh, your eyes go first? Well, we talked about about him a little bit earlier, but Orlando Robinson is is our highest value of the night. Um, he is 5,500 on FanDuel. Um, as mentioned, Bam Adebayo's out already for Friday night's game. And, and Orlando Robinson's going to get the spot start. Um, he's coming off a, a very solid outing um, in which he had 46 fantasy points in 33 minutes, 15 points, 12 rebounds, three, three steals, one block. Uh, 5,500, he, he's... Going up in, in price, his salary is definitely higher than it was a, a week ago, but he's still a very solid value at that place. So that's, I mean, immediately, whether it's on FanDuel or DraftKings, uh, that's the guy who I plugged in my lineup first. Yeah, I think it's a good option. Not an easy matchup necessarily no. going up against Cleveland, but I think they'll need him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little worried when they were going, the, he were going up against the Raptors that they would maybe try some small ball, get the, you know, but I, I don't think they'll do that here. And they've proven to like Orlando Robinson. Um, you know, some other uh, interesting matchups, I think here you have Detroit versus Orlando. Um, you know, we talked about uh, Jalen Duran being out. We'll see what they do there. I think there's some Batatse or, or uh, Mo Wagner opportunities. I'm curious about Cole Anthony going up against the backcourt of the Detroit Pistons mm. uh, without Jalen Suggs available. <laughs> uh, I think that could be a big opportunity for him to have a big game after we saw, what was it? Desmond Bain went for, was it 49? Against 49. The Pistons? Yeah. It, it's, it's not just Desmond Bain either. It's also, I, I've been telling everyone, you know, go, go the over for whatever lead guard is facing the Pistons, go the over. You had D'Angelo Russell go for like 60 fancy points last week against the Pistons. Then you had Brunson 
drop over 60 fantasy points. And then Bain had over 70 fantasy points against the Pistons. Whoever the leaf guard is, and tonight with the Magic, it's definitely Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony probably won't even start. They'll probably start. Yeah, they'll probably 25 plus minutes. Yep, he will. They'll probably start Ant Black and and Gary. Uh, man, I wanted to call him Gary Suggs, but that's not right. <laughs> Gary Harris. Gary Harris. Gary Harris. Because um, Jalen Suggs and, and and Fultz are both out. Or Suggs is game time decision questionable right now. I would be surprised if he played um, based on on the exit that he took in the previous game no, with Suggs that injury. Is out. Suggs is out. All right. He yep just got ruled out this morning actually so he is out now so that I mean that leaves the opportunity it's going to be Gary Harris and Black Cole Anthony are going to be the guards Cole Anthony is the guy he's already put together monster Huge fantasy man. performance fantasy performances this year he's not cheap he's seventy one hundred on FanDuel uh, but I would not be surprised to to see him have a monster game against Pistons. Uh, Alex, you know the uh, big that big over under of two forty one for the Hawks and Sixers. Who do you like in that game? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a good opportunity. Well, look, I mean, Trey Young's questionable, so keep an eye on that. Um, but you know, I if if Young is out, it's in theory you want to go Dejounte Murray, but you'll probably put you'll probably have the DeAnthony Melton treatment, which will make it a bit of a struggle for him. Uh, that's that's kind of interesting to me. Look, I don't think Capella or Akongwu can really deal with Embiid either. I might kind of lean towards Embiid there. Uh, Hunter and Bay are like decent cash options, or if you just need a lineup filler, uh, you know, because they're starting Tobias Harris and Batum on the wing. Neither of those guys are good defenders, so um, that's an option there. I will say one guy I I like on the slate outside of this game, Anthony Edwards, um, uh, going up against the Memphis Grizzlies. They don't have anybody to guard him. Uh, it's I mean that could end up being like we could see like a forty nine point game out of Edwards. Uh, so I, I like him as like a pay up option. Um, you know, this is, uh, we have Boston versus New York, uh, Ken, we've seen these teams play what twice already, uh, at least Knicks always bring it against Boston. I don't know what it is. I think the Knicks view this as a rivalry. I'm not sure the Celtics do, um, (laughs) you know, Przingis is clearly not going to be a hundred percent coming back from his calf injury. Um, so, uh, I could see another big game from Randall, um, Quentin Grimes griping about his role, by the way, recently. I don't know what that's all about. I'd be like, Quentin, be happy that you're uh, starting in the NBA. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, I'm I'm a you know, I, I'm worried about the seas tonight. Um, they've had lots of time to prep for this, but I Knicks always bring it against Boston. I can't explain why. Yeah, it must be tough worrying about a 15 and five team. All right, <laughs> so it's a burden. <laughs> You know, uh, one one other team I want to highlight for DFS purposes, Portland. Um, we've got uh, Jeremy Grant's already been ruled out. Uh, Aiton was uh, listed as doubtful uh, last I checked. Yeah, it looks like he's unlikely to play, um, which opens up some things in the front court for Portland. Uh, you have Kamara uh, received a spot start in the most recent game over uh, for at power forward in place of Grant. And then, you know, it's always fun when there's just a, a totally unexpected name. Um, I, I will fully admit I've never heard this guy's name spoken aloud, but uh, Duop Reef yes. is going to be the starting center again for Portland, uh, assuming Aiton does indeed sit out. He, he started the most recent game uh, for Portland and put up, you know, a decent game, 22 minutes, 10 points, six rebounds, one steal, one block. Um, He'll, he'll he'll get another start tonight, most likely. Kamara will. Uh, Jabari Walker um, was heavily owned in the December 6th slate uh, with Grant out, but he ended up coming off the bench, didn't play as many minutes as most f- folks expected. If for some reason Walker is announced as the starter, I like him for tonight's slate over Kamara. Um, I don't know if that'll happen, um, in which case, I'm probably avoiding the power forward spot, but Duop Reef, um, especially on uh, DraftKings, I think it is a solid value. And that's a that's a roster where you can start two centers and you can even go Orlando Robinson and Duop. 
You know what I love about Duop? 27-year-old two-way contract. I didn't even know it was legal to give a two-way contract to someone that old. Uh, but good for him. Good for him. Absolutely. I hope he has a baller game tonight. Only only player ever to play in the NBA out of Lee College uh, before Ooh. he went to LSU, Nas Reed's alma mater. Mm, um, you know you love some Nas Reed. Yes, I do. Um, sh- any anything else on this slate, Shannon? Before we before we wrap things up, that covers it. Let's go get those bags. Okay. <laughs> well, it's time, Ken, for your old man rant. Arg! Hey, New Orleans Pelicans! How about trying? The Pels were terrible last night. They almost single-handedly ruined the whole in-season tournament. New Orleans shot 36% from the field. Brandon Ingram, wasn't this a revenge game for you? Overhyped Zion shot one for six from the free throw line. Both of these forwards were a minus 33 in point differential, which is basically over three quarters because it was such a blowout they got yanked. Did these two guys play poker all night Wednesday? What the heck? The Pels scored 17 points in the third quarter. Veteran C.J. McCollum shot 4 of 14 and was a minus 38 point differential. Minus 38! The Lakers out-rebounded New Orleans 59 to 42. Pels, you'll always be a small market afterthought with crap efforts like this. Arg. Ken picking on a small market. I wasn't expect anything else from a Celtics fan. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we we avoided any mispronounced names today. We got the duop wreath mention, which is awesome. Um, but that that will wrap it up for us. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by Underdog Fantasy. Ken, take us out of here. Let's go back to Las Vegas. We're on TNT. Charles Barkley roasted Zion Williamson after the Pels got blown out by those Lakers. Charles said, quote, the thing that disturbs me is he's not a young kid. When Moses Malone called me fat and lazy, I was a rookie. He's been in the league long enough. He's got two guys on the team that are better players than him, and they shouldn't be, end quote. Attention, passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.